evening and welcome to Ignite Depot. My name is Apostle Milton Jones. I want to thank you for joining us this evening. And I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing the word of God with you tonight. It's a right now word, a word in due season, a word that will ultimately change your life forever. If you make a decision from the very beginning that you're going to lock in, that you're going to give your attention, you're going to give your full focus and concentration on what it is that you're about to hear. I'm going to ask you to get a piece of paper, get a notebook, get a pen, get your iPad, get your Google tablet, whatever you need to be able to take some notes, because I guarantee you that you're not going to remember everything that you're going to hear tonight, but I need you to be able to go back, even after this message is over, to be able to hear it again, to be able to watch it again, to be able to go back and make sure you call every little detail that was shared tonight because i guarantee you if you do and you put it to practice it will change your life forever so we're going to make this declaration we're going to jump right into the word in the name of jesus say this with well i'm going to make this declaration in the name of jesus it says this it says and according to Isaiah 61 and 1, it says this, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because it is God who has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all who mourn, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be be glorified glory to god and it says this he says and that they shall shall they shall build the old waste and they shall raise up the former desolations and they shall repair the waste cities the desolation of many generations father we give you glory honor and praise and thank you for this opportunity in your word father i thank you that our preaching and teaching will not be with enticing words of man's wisdom but father let it be in demonstration of spirit and power holy spirit move up and down each and every aisle touch each and every person go across the airways go across all all the social media platforms go across the pat uh podcast platforms touch each and every here father i'm covenant with you i'm expecting to hear about deliverances people being made whole people being set free people coming back into right relationship with you people's minds being renewed and changed father god that they may be able to see who you are that they will see that you are good and there in you, there is no shadow of turning. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are faithful. You, are, you can be trusted. You can be counted on. And Father, I'm covenant with you in advance. And I give you all the glory, the honor, and praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen and glory to God. I'm going to ask you to make this confession with me. Say this with me. This is my Bible. The Bible is God speaking to me. The Bible is the truth. It reveals what I should think. It tells me what I should believe. And it tells me how I should walk. The word of God is the most important thing in life. Say that with me. The word of God is the most important thing in life you can have all kind of things in your life but if the word of god is not the chief thing the primary thing the most important thing all those other things don't even compare now we've been talking about over the last few weeks i believe this is the last week of this of this series talking about triumphing through troubled times 
triumphing through troubled times. Now, I want you to know that in accordance to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, that it is God's desire. It is God's will. It is God's, it is God's uh, 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 great intent that you are victorious, that you always win, that you always triumph, that you always come out on top, but you're going to have to do it through Christ Jesus. He says, he says, uh, he says this, he says, now thanks be to God who always causes me to triumph, who always causes me to win, who always causes me to have victory, who always causes me to succeed, but he does it through Christ Jesus. He says, if you want to prosper, if you want to succeed, if you want to have victory, if you want to always come out on top, he says, you're going to have to do it through Christ Jesus. In other words, you're going to have to do it God's way. He says, man, people are looking in the world. They believe, hey, if I have all this money, if I have the right job, if I have the right husband, if I have the right wife, if I have the right girlfriend, if I have the right name, if I have the right education, if I have, uh, uh, I live in the right neighborhood, if I have the right friends, all those things are going to benefit me. But then Jesus asked this question, what would all the things of this world prosper you? What would all those things profit? You could have all the money. You could have all the cars. You could have all the houses. You can have all the men, the women. What You can have all those things. You can have the greatest job. And he asked this question, what would all that profit you? What would, in other words, he asked the question in Matthew chapter 16, 26. He says, what would it profit you? How, what would it benefit you to gain or obtain everything that this world has to offer? but you lose your soul. What would it profit you in, in, in this temporal life that, you know, uh, eight, 70, 80, 90, 120 years life compared to eternity? What would it profit you if you gain everything this world has to offer, yet you neglected to establish a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ coming back with right relationship with God? What would it profit you? Because at some point in time, on the after you die, and everyone has to stand before the judgment seat, everyone will be judged on this one on this thing. What did you do concerning Jesus? Did you receive him? Did you reject him? Did you accept him? Did you confess him? Did you ignore him? It says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, he says. As many as confess me before man, I will confess him before my father. He says, but for anyone who denies me before man, him will I deny before my father. In other words, it says, if you don't make a decision to accept Jesus, if you don't make a decision on this side of heaven, I confess, I acknowledge Jesus as Lord. He says, you can gain everything in this world. And at the end of the day, the reward you will get, you will get a reward for whether or not you accepted him you will get a reward based off of the works you did in your body pause and think about that god says it's my desire that you triumph 
It's my desire that you have life in abundance to the full until it overflows. It's my desire that you are victorious in every area of your life. He says, but the only way that's going to happen is through his son, Christ Jesus. He says, what would it profit you? He says, what would it profit you to gain the whole world and lose your soul? Or what will a man be willing to give in exchange for his soul? Would you be willing to give it all away? Would you be willing to would you willing to lay, be willing to let it all lay down in order to establish a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ? That's the question that he asked the, the rich young ruler. This is what he said. The rich young ruler comes to him and says, hey, good teacher, what must I do to be saved? Jesus says to him, he says, you know, the commandments don't kill, don't steal, don't murder, don't commit adultery. The rich young ruler said, hey, man, cool. I've already done all those things. Jesus looked at him. And he loved him. And this is what he said to him. He says, go your way, sell all your goods, give to the poor, receive, and you shall receive a treasure in heaven. Take up your cross and follow after me. What did he say? Man, sell the things that you have. Give us the money that you have and, and give it to those who are poor. He says, and you will receive a treasure in heaven. He says, take up your cross and follow after me. What you know, you would think because he, his whole purpose of coming to Jesus in the first place was to find out how do I end up with that eternal life? How do I end up with the God kind of life? Not only the life in this world, but also in that which is to come. And he, Jesus told him exactly what to do. Now, you would think the rich young ruler was like, oh man, compared to what you are offering, all the stuff I have here. It's temporal. It means absolutely nothing. But that's not what happened. What happened was, it's the rich young ruler. When he heard that, he heard he became grieved. He was sorrowful because he had much possession. And what did he do? He did not sell everything he had. He did not give to the poor. He did not take up his own cross. What did he did? It said he became sorrowful. He was sad at that saying and he turned and walked away from jesus now think about it he had he jesus answered his question the very question how do i receive eternal life jesus told him how to go about doing it was it about the stuff that he had no was it about the stuff that he had a lot of riches no was it about the fact he had all kind of money no, the thing was, is not that he had the resources or the provisions or all the things of the world. Jesus reckoned, was trying to show him your relationship with those things. You have a more higher priority with your relationship for those things than you have for what it is that I'm offering unto you. You hold on to those things of this world tighter than you hold on to your desire to want to have eternal life. It's the same thing. What would a man be willing to give? What would a man be willing to exchange in order to have the God kind of life? It's not God's desire that you be broken than the first set of the Ten Commandments. It's not God's desire that you be sick. How do you know it's not God's desire for you to be sick? Because he says, Don't, that, according to Isaiah chapter 53 and 5, by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. 
He took 39 stripes plus one for every sickness and every disease that you would ever suffer. It was never God's desire for you to, to lack any good thing. And how do you know it was never God's desire for you to lack any good thing? Well, the way that you know that it was never God's desire for you to lack any good thing was the fact that, was the fact that he says, if you seek first my kingdom, Matthew 6, 33, if you seek first my kingdom, my governance system, my way of doing things, all these things, what things, whatever you need will be added unto you. So it's not God's desire that you lack. It's not God's desire that you be without. It's not God's desire that you be defeated. It's not God's desire that you be sick, busted, can't be trusted. It's God's desire that you prosper in every area of your life, that you be victorious and that you have triumph and that you have success, but you got to do it through Christ Jesus. Now, how do you know? Why are you talking about all this triumphing through troubling times? Because Jesus said that there would be troubling times. Why are you talking about the world system? Why are you talking about the things of this world? Why are you saying, hey, don't get so caught up in these things of the world? Because this world's system is destined to fail. In fact, it's already failing. How do you know? How do you know that it's destined to fail? Well, Matthew chapter 24, verse 4, we've talked about this a few times, and we're going to go through it according to the Passion Translation. It says this. It says, Jesus answered his disciples. His disciples are asking the question, Jesus, what are some of the indicators or the signs of your return? Or the signs or the indicators that the end of this age is at hand? And Jesus said this. He says, he says that deception will be running rampant deception will run rampant he says so beware that you are not fooled see even the world system is trying to trying to do what is called gaslighting what is gaslighting gaslighting is a type of manipulation where the manipulator is trying to get you to question your reality and your perception so it's trying to get you to question your reality and your perception Man, it don't make no sense for you to believe in some some kind of God. Don't you know evolution is the way it's supposed to be? Don't you know evolution how was how it happened? How how some 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 cell fell on a rock and then it 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 uh it try it uh, um, evolved into everything that you see? Don't you know that you was you know you came from an ape? I don't know about you, partner, but I didn't come from no ape. My, and you know, I said this to someone. They said, hey, they was teaching evolution in school. And the teacher said, you know, man was evolved from apes. And I asked, I said, go back and ask the teacher this question. If man evolved from ape, why haven't we evolved into something else since then? If, if man evolved from ape, why are there still apes in the zoo right now? Why are there still apes in the jungle right now? It makes absolutely no sense. But it is they're trying to gaslight you to try to get get you to question your reality and your perception. Same thing about, you know, these different type of relationships, these type of lifestyles. You know, hey, you know, science can pr tr truly prove that it doesn't work that way. But they will try to convince you that, hey, even though. Uh, the God established it to be this way. We say we have a better way of doing things. We say that we're going to exalt our theories, 
our reasoning is in our arguments and we're going to put so much pressure on you to conform or to question your reality or your perception of things that you won't know which way is right. That's what the world does. God doesn't do that. You know what God does? God presents it just like he did with a rich young ruler. He presents his word. He presents his truth to you. And he says, like when you was a kid and you used to play with marbles, what did you used to do? You'd have one marble. You put that marble in one of your hands. You put your hands behind your back and decide which hand you're going to put it in. And then he presents it to you. You got God's way. You got the world's way. I'm going to present my truth to you. You are the deciding factor whether or not you're going to accept it. You are the deciding factor of whether or not you're going to believe it. We talked about last week about change. Everybody wants change. Everybody's talking about change. But change is not change just because you talk about it. And change is not change until you change. And change simply means you quit one thing and you begin to do something else. You quit one thing and you begin to do something else. We talked about it, how, you know, there's five parts of change. Number one, you got to admit you got a problem. If you never admit that you have a problem, you, you will continue to do the same thing you've always been doing. It, once you admit, and even if you admit that you have a problem, you got to recognize. Number two, you got to recognize where you're at now. Most people try to try to start at the end and no, 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 no. Where are you at now? Recognize where you're at now. Then determine number three, where you are going. Where are you go trying to get to? Where, I mean, what ultimately is where are you trying to get there? And number four, what's the plan? If you don't plan to succeed, if you as better yet, if you fail to plan, you've already planned to fail. You have to have a plan. And see, we're talking about the kingdom of God way of doing things. In God's word, when it comes to the things of God, God will always show you what the problem is. He will help you to recognize where you are at. He will show you where, you, where to go, and then he will give you the plan on how to get there. So you, you, you've admitted you had a problem. You found out where you are. You rec you're, you're determining where it is you're going, and God has given you the plan on how to get there. But he can give you all those things. He can show you all those things. But if you don't make a decision to do it, you've got to do it. Jer Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says this, this book of the law. Uh, our teachers instructions. I want you to meditate on it. I want you to think about it. I want you to talk about it day and night. God is telling Joshua, I want you to meditate on it and day and night till you can see yourself doing it. He says, and when you are able to see yourself do it, you got a plan on how you're going to do it. He says, then when you begin to do it, he says, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. But how many people know as long as he was just meditating on it, nothing happened until he 
began to do it. Why? Because he had to quit doing one thing in order to begin to do something new. And that's what God is trying to share with you. And that's the whole purpose of this message. That's the whole purpose of this series because Jesus is telling you, hey, this world system is going to fail. He says this, he says, he says, you will begin to hear wars and rumors of wars and revolutions on every side. He says, and more rumors will come. He says, but don't panic or give in to fear. He says, for the breaking away of this world's system is destined to happen. The breaking apart of this world's system is going to happen. In fact, it's happening right now. That's why you see prices going up for the same things that used to cost you $5. Now it's called you $10. Some places call you $12. You're talking about gas prices are increasing and you're not getting a better quality of gas. It's the same quality of gas, but the price in order to get it is, is, is increasing. Renting a car, multiplying, flying on a plane, prices have quadrupled. Why? Because the world system is, is beginning to continue to break apart, is beginning to fail. And God says, I already had a solution before you ever had a problem. He says, I gave you the solution over 2,000 years ago. And my solution to that was from people, my body of Christ, to go out and begin to proclaim. I declare the God's way of doing things, the kingdom of God, God's governance system, God's nature, God's culture, God's lifestyle is at hand. What is the kingdom of God all about? The kingdom of God is God is not an invasion of land, but the kingdom of God is, is, is to invade into the hearts of men and women. It's God's governing system set up to meet the needs of mankind apart from the world system. So God's kingdom of God is God's governing system that's set up to meet the needs of mankind apart from the world system. That's why Jesus always prayed, God, Father, our Father, which art in heaven, he told his disciples to pray this way. Our Father, which art in heaven, holy is your name, your kingdom, your nature, your culture, your lifestyle. Come on earth in this territory, in our homes, in our workplaces, in our governments, in our financial system, in our judicial system, in every area of our life. Let it come let your will, your original intents and plans and purposes come. Your will, your original intents and plans, your nature, your culture, your lifestyle come. Your will be done. Done means to be implemented. Let your kingdom way of doing things be implemented in our government system. Let your kingdom way of things be calls to be in our financial systems. Let your kingdom way of doing things come into our marriages. Let your kingdom way of doing things be implemented into our family. In other words, Father, we want your way of doing things, your governing system, your nature, your lifestyle, your culture. We want it to implement, be implemented and infused in, in every area of our life. And where does it start at? It doesn't start at the government. It starts in the hearts of men 
and women. It starts when people hear about the kingdom of God, when they hear God's governing system, when they hear God's system that is able to meet the needs of mankind apart from this world system. When people begin to believe that, when people learn how to operate it in their everyday life, he says, then my way of thing, doing things will be implemented or be infused into your culture and then your financial system will change then your health system will change then your legal systems will change then your governance systems will change the thing about it though you have to be willing to make the exchange you have to be willing to change see he's already you're he's getting you to admit hey there's there's a problem recognize where, where you're at. This is where he wants you to go. This is his plan to get you there, but you have to make a decision to act out on what it is that he's saying. I'll, I'll, I'll show this to you. And this is where we're going to wrap up in order to, in order to become a citizen in the kingdom of God, in order to enter into a right relationship with God, in order to be able to have the proper perception and it become your reality where you're not getting gaslighted by the world's way of doing things. You must be born again. How do you know? John chapter three, talking about Nicodemus, talking to Jesus. John chapter three, verse two talks about how this man came to Jesus at night. And this is what he said. He says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. Because no man can do the things that you're doing except God be with them. He says, man, I'm watching. I'm seeing all these signs. I'm seeing all these wonders. I'm seeing all these miracles. And nobody can do what you're doing except God is with him. What did Jesus say to him, though? What was Jesus' reply? He says, he answered and said to him, most assuredly, I tell you, unless you are born again, he says, you cannot see, perceive, or understand God's governing system, or God's way of doing things, or God's way of meeting the needs of mankind apart from this world system. He says, unless you be born again, it won't even make any sense to you. Nicodemus, thinking flesh, Jesus is talking spiritually. Nicodemus is talking flesh. Nicodemus says back to him, he says, what? How can a man being old enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Man, what you talking about? Jesus said unto him, most surely I say to you, unless a man is born, or unless someone is born of, of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into God's way of doing things, our God's government system, or become a citizen of the kingdom of God for that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit do not marvel when I say you must be born again and a lot of times people think being born again simply means joining somebody's church uh, being born again means having your name on the road are, are, are they so focused man being born again means when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be but that's, that's not what God's talking about that's not what Jesus is talking about Jesus is saying to Nicodemus Nicodemus except you be born regenerated 
or be produced or be reproduced. Your spirit man be reproduced or made new from above as it was in the very beginning. What beginning? All the way back to the very beginning with Adam and Eve. He says, unless your spirit be renewed, regenerated. See, it's not just enough for you to come down and pray a prayer. That's good, but that's only the beginning. The other part is, have you begun to be regenerated? Have you been made new? Have you been reproduced? In other words, have you been changed? Change means I'm making a decision to quit one thing and to take on something new. I made a decision. I'm going to stop what I was doing before. And now I'm going to do something new. I'm going to, I'm going to do according to Romans chapter 12, verse two, where I'm going to uh, stop fashioning my life after or adapting my life to this world's superficial uh, customs. And, and, and I'm going to make a heart decision to be transformed or to be changed. How? Through the total renewing of my mind. I'm going to change. I'm going to, I'm going to do what? I'm going to be transformed. I'm going to be changed because I'm going to renew my mind. The world's way was this way, but God's way is this way. The world says to do it this way, but the word of God says doing this way. The world says that I have to be, be, you know, somebody's uh, uh, somebody's going to walk all over me, but God says, I've given you authority and I've given you dominion to rule and to reign on earth. I've given you the ability to, 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 to increase, to always be increasing, to always be reducing, to always be filling and refilling. And I've also given you the ability to subdue or to control your environment according to my word. But in order for you to be able to do any of those things, you have to make the first decision to be born again, born from above, born according in your spirit, being born or regenerated in your spirit. To be born again means that you have to make a decision, make a decision. I'm no longer going to live according to this world's way of doing things. I'm no longer going to live after my other dictates of my flesh. I'm no longer going to allow my lean to my own understanding, but I'm going to follow wholly after you. Jesus, I'm going to make you the head of my life today. I'm going to make a decision to surrender my life. In other words, I'm going to submit to you. I'm going to submit or get under your plan to do it your way according to your word. I'm going to do Joshua 1 and 8 where I'm going to begin to meditate on your word day and night. I'm going to find out what, if I have a situation with relationships, I'm going to look into concordance or a strong concordance. I'm going to Google uh, 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 in the Bible when it talks about relationships. I'm going to find a good word-based church that can teach me about the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ and about the kingdom of God, about the love of God. And I'm going to begin intentionally on purpose in accordance to Proverbs chapter 4 20, I'm going to keep your word in, in, in my eyes. I'm going to let your word go in my ears so your word gets down in my heart. And I'm going to guard my heart with all diligence. And according to Proverbs 24 and 3, I'm going to watch what I'm watching. I'm going to watch what I'm listening to. I'm going to watch the things I'm saying out of my mouth because all those things go down into my heart. And what out of the abundance of my heart, 
my mouth is going to speak. I'm making the decision on purpose to intentionally to be renewed in my mind, to be changed in my mind. I'm going to put off this, but I'm going to put on that. I'm going to put this aside and I'm going to put this on. I'm going to take off those old grave clothes of death and I'm going to put on the clothes of righteousness. In other words, in order for you to triumph through troubled times, you must be born again and you must make a decision to change. Quit one and pick up another. See, you can get born again today. You can say, hey, you know what? I'm going I'm to give my life to God today. I'm going to make Jesus the head of my life today. But if you don't change the way you think according to his word, if you don't renew your mind according to his word, even though you sure enough saved, you will go through hell on earth. Why? Because you still think and you respond and you feel the same way you did before. Why? Because your, your soul, your mind, will, and emotion, your feeler, your chooser, your thinker hasn't been changed. And it's God's desire that you triumph, to have victory in all the days of your life. He wants you to live in victory. And he will always cause you to have victory and to triumph through Christ Jesus. So, but you have to make a decision. Who you going to roll with? What is more important to you? Where is your values at? Are you, do you see the things of this world being more profitable or the things of God to be more profitable? You will find some people in Malachi 3.13, people said, there was people saying stuff about God. Man, there's no profit in serving God. That's deception. They got caught up. They took their eyes off of God and began to look at the world. The, the adversary will always make the, it seems more appealing to your flesh, but he knows the more you give into your flesh and you ignore God, there's two things you don't know. One, you don't know when you're going to die. And two, you don't know when Jesus is going to come back. Living without Christ is like playing Russian roulette with your eternity every single day. And I want to give you an opportunity to make a decision to accept Jesus as the head over your life, the Lord over your life. Man, how do I go about doing that? It's so simple. Romans chapter 10, verses 8, 9, and 10 says this. He says, the word of God is near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. That's the word of faith which we preach. That if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved, healed, set free, delivered, and made whole. But with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with your mouth, confession or acknowledgement is made unto salvation, healing, and deliverance. I want to give you an opportunity to do that today by saying, repeating this prayer after me. Confess it out of your mouth, mean it from your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. I accept 
your offer of forgiveness. I accept you as Lord of my life. Right now, I am born again. Fill me with your Holy Spirit right now. I believe I receive. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Well, I'll, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, or you prayed that prayer, rededicating your life back to the Lord, I want to welcome you into the kingdom of God. Welcome you to the right relationship. Welcome you back in the right position. Now, what do you do now? Man, now that you heard it, do what the word says. You got to get in a good Bible-based church, which teaches you about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and about the kingdom of God and the love of God. I believe Ignite is that place. And if you want to join us here every Saturday at 5 o'clock, as you are 6 o'clock every Saturday, because we just switched the time, 6 o'clock every Saturday, we'd love to have you come join us. Hey, if you're too far away or you work on a Saturday, man, catch us on podcast, catch us on. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, or you can catch us on the podcast where you can hear this and other messages that we've done in the past. That podcast is Ignite the Number Two Life. That is Ignite the Number Two Life podcast. And man, I guarantee you, you will hear words and you will it will build your faith and starve your doubts to death. On behalf of Pastor Juen and myself and the entire Ignite Nation. I want to thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. And remember, change is not change until you change, and you must be born again. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.